Okay, so here we go. Onward and upward, B'Shalach. So, uh, usually, actually not usually, a lot of times we will take a look at a, at, a, at, a, at a medrash, and we'll use it as like, I shouldn't say, it's not really a medrash. It's more than a medrash. Um, and we'll kind of look at it for a second as like a one answer. I want to kind of do a little bit of a deep dive today into a, into a textual you. anomaly. You're wearing Dasan in a, uh, a Sorry, Datan. No, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make you feel at home. Um, and I kind of gave it up a little bit with the, with the title, but it's okay. Um, and we'll just take a look. Take a look at the text and to see how, how Midrash emanates from a Pasuk and how it can take you in all kinds of interesting directions. So take a look at source number one. Source number one is right at the beginning of, right at the beginning of Parashat Peshalach. Where the Torah tells us as follows: So Hashem already says, "I'm going to take him. We're going to take him out." And he didn't doesn't take us the regular way, not the short way, the longer way. Fine. And what's going to happen as part of that long, uh, you know, route? By the Hashem Hashem tells Moshe as follows, and I want us to really, pay, I want you to really pay attention to what happens in these pesukim, and I want I want us to really explain before we see any Rishonim or any anything else to say what it, what's going on here. Hashem tells Moshe the following. Speak to the Jewish people. They're going to go. They're going to go backwards. They're going to go backwards. And they're going to camp by Pihachiros. So these are areas. These are, these are you know, certain like towns or cities or whatever they are exactly. Between Migdal and the Yam. So you're going to... You're going to you know, uh, camp in this certain place, but the bottom line is they're going to be vayashuvu. You're going to go, you've been, they've been traveling already for a few days, they're going to now back up, right, and go back. Va'amar paro b'nei Yisrael, nivuchim heim ba'aretz, sagar alehem al-mimbar. Let's translate that pasuk. As you can tell, I care about that pasuk a lot. Okay, so what, what, how would you translate that pasuk? You can read what it says in English, or you can just try translating without reading the English first. Ve'amar paro li b'nei Yisrael. Paro said to b'nei Yisrael. Good, so you could say, and Paro said to b'nei Yisrael, nivuchim hain ba'aretz. Nivuchim means they're lost. Wandering. Right, they're wandering, they're lost in the land. Sagar aleihem hamidbar. The desert is closed to them. The desert is closed to them. What is, the, what is Paro reacting to? They're going to, well, the fact that they're backtracking. Okay, so if they come backwards... What then is Paro's reaction? Their God didn't take care of them. They're coming they, back to They Egypt. got lost. Right? They're lost. Right. There's something's going on with them, right? Hashem says to Moshe, come back. And Paro, according to this approach, responds. They must be lost. They must be lost. Close things off. Sorry, a question. Yeah. So all along, it's let my people go. Worship me in the desert for three days. What is the moment at which Paro realizes, like, wait a second, they're living forever? Here we go. This right. is it. This is where Paro realizes. <laughs> but this is not. We did a few years ago. We did. We talked about why Moshe lies to Paro. Or does right. he really lie to Paro? Like, that's not right. I, you know, why do you right. say three days? It really didn't mean three days. Nice. It was to maybe cause this to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe give him give him the money. Whatever, well, but that itself is a problem. It has to be dealt with. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? It doesn't, Hashem has has shown Himself to be all powerful. And he could have just told Power we're leaving forever. He didn't have to lie to him, right? But okay, fine. 
Oh, oh, so so Rashi actually points out that Pyro did have he had some spies who went out to watch the Jewish people because otherwise how would you know that they were coming back? And he actually explains the chronology. They went three days, and then three days were up, and they weren't coming back. And so the spies come back and tell Paro, they're not coming back, right? But even more here, they actually turned around, right? Which actually isn't so bad. Maybe they're coming back, that's not so bad, but they're, they're coming back. You'd think, oh, coming back is no problem. That's not a problem for Paro. He's happy, right? That's what they're supposed to do. But the truth is, it, it was already more than three days, and he, Paro knew that they, they weren't headed back. They were headed backwards, but it was more they looked confused. Then they know how to get back. Right? Instead, they, held, they headed a different direction. They head towards the young. So, so Paro says, it sounds like, they are confused. Good. So what's going to... So then, and then, next pasuk. Now who's talking? Now who's talking? Hashem. Okay. And I'm going to make Paro's heart strong, and he's going to follow you. Right? And now, the time's going to know who I am. Fine. And then the Pasuk says, Now he finds out, wait a second, they ran away. And he's, his heart flips around. He says, What do we do? Get rid of them. That was ridiculous. And he, and he gets everyone together and they start running after them. Good. So if that's what happens now, so now let's read Pasuk Gimel again. So is that a, is that a, something Paro said? Because who's talking? Hashem's, Hashem's talking. talking. And then there's like this break, Vamar Paro. What's in everybody read it? So look, look in the, look in the, in the translation here. They have Paro will say, right? The Vav, Vav Ha'ipuch, right? The Vav in, in Tanakh flips any tense to be the opposite tense. Right, Ve'amar Paro. It's not, and he so said, in the future, and Hashem say, is and telling Moshe what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, so that's possible. It's a possible way to read it. Paro's going to say, good, and fine, that's what happens. Good. But I want to focus on a different part of this same pasuk, which is even maybe, I don't know, more troubling or difficult to read. Ve'amar Paro li b'nei Yisrael. Change that phrase. Well, Amar is the future, right? Israel. It's Amar is not by Yomer, it's Amar, and he will say. Okay, fine, so he'll say to who? Israel. Oh, Israel. Oh, Israel. Oh, Israel. 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 The rest of it doesn't sound like he's speaking to them because it's Nevuchim Haim Ba'aretz. He's talking about them. Right. So Paro's so talking to, to Bnei Israel well, and saying Nevuchim Haim Ba'aretz. He could be right. saying to his spies to tell Bnei Israel. You guys are lost. Right. So maybe he's sending a message to Bnei Israel. I mean, With a megaphone. I'm trying to. <laughs> right. No, but I would no it's, it's a problem. Nevuchim Atem Ba'aretz. If you're saying if Amar Paro lived Bnei Yisrael Nevuchim Atem Ba'aretz. Right, which is probably Paro sent to the Jewish people. Let's say. You guys are lost. Right. That's, not, that's possible. You can read it like that. What else could you say? He's there. What? He's there. Who's there? Paro. Paro's where? Out in the desert. Okay, he's out, out in the desert, which would be difficult because the next book can tell us that he gets his chair together and he goes out there. Right. So he can't be there already. 
or the le is blurry. Like, we don't actually say to B'nai Israel. We uh, say, like, about them or concerning them or good. something like that. So look at Rashi. So Rashi number two. Like, B'nai Israel and the Vuchim. To the lost, right? He yeah, says right. not to them, but about them. About them. Look at Rashi. Right, when Paro's gonna hear, right? Rashi's assuming the same that Amar Paro is a, a Hashem is telling Moshe what's gonna happen. I'm telling you guys to go around. It's, it's a trick, right? You guys are gonna 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 come backwards. Paro's gonna go. Oh, look at these guys. They're totally lost. Let's go grab them. Amar Paro, what's gonna happen when he hears that you're coming back? Libane Israel says Rashi. Al B'nai Israel. He's not talking to B'nai Israel, but it's not there. And B'nai Israel aren't there. Right? So he can't be talking to them. So he's talking about them. V'chein Hashem yilachem lachem. Right? When his Pasuk says, it's actually right here. A few Pasukim later. Hashem, Moshe says, stop screaming at me. Hashem yilachem lachem. Hashem's going to fight for you. Right? V'atem ta'ach harisham. Hashem's not going to fight you. Yilachem lachem. He's not going to fight you. He's fighting for you. Right? About you. He's going to fight on your behalf. Right? Uh, so, so, really, uh, Achihu, right? And, and, and Avram says also, right? Say, say about me, Sarah, that Imrili Achihu, that I'm your brother. Meaning, not say to me, you're my brother, but say about me, to me, about me, regarding me, say fine. So Rashi says, grammatically, this is not such a big deal. I'm not so uh, worked up. Amar Paroli, B'nai Israel, even though simple reading is, it means to say it to the Jewish people, that's impossible. Right? How could he possibly say to the Jewish people that's not possible? It must be he's talking about B'nai Israel. Source number three, if David Tzvi Hoffman uh, has, a, has a commentary, which is in his own name, in, in, uh, in the Bar-Ilan. Right? About them. Fine. And that's a, a fair grammatical answer to the question. Fine. However, the Targum Yonosan Ben Uziel says a very, very different shot. And the Targum says as follows. This is not a Midrash. The Targum is a... The Targum, you understand, is not a... It's, not a uh, it's actually not entirely clear who wrote it. Because the Targum Unklos is written by Unklos, which is all the way back in the time of the Gemara. The Targum, the... Um, the Targum Yonasan on Nach is like unknown. Is this person, Yonasan Nuziel. The Targum Yonasan on, on the Torah is a little less clear who, who wrote it. But fine. But the bottom line, it says like this. So he's, and he's translating into Aramaic, Right? Vayomer paro ledasan ulaviram b'nei Yisrael demishtayrin b'mitzrayim. Who is Paro talking to? That's Hananiah. Remained in Israel, Egypt. So I have your translation. What's that word? That remained. Mishtayer means like they remained, like 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 Shiraim, like Shiraim is leftovers, right? Rebbe. So you know, it's 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 from the Hebrew, the Yishayer to remain. So, uh, so the, so Paro says to who? To the Targum Libane Israel. Who is talking to the Jewish people? It's Pesach says, and this is the simple pshat. Right? He's talking to the Jews. So who is he talking to? The Jewish people. Sagar nivuchim heim baaretz. They are lost. So how can he be talking to the Jewish people about them? The answer is, he was talking to two members of the Jewish people about the rest of the Jewish people. Why was that Tanan Abiram? I don't remember. Why were they still there? Great question. They were collateral. So, so, I know they were behind because they weren't invited to go, right? They were left behind. Well, were they left behind? Well, I thought, I thought during the Makash and killed a lot Good. of them, right? So you're confused because this doesn't seem to make any sense. None. Why not? 
So let's explain. Why? why does this not make any sense to say that Das and Vaviram are sitting next to Paro in the palace and he's talking to them while the Jewish people are out on their way out of Mitzrayim, already out of Mitzrayim, headed to the Yamsuf. Why does that not fit for why us? Why would they be there? Why would they be left behind? There's yeah, because no what happens to Jewish people in, in, in Egypt? There's one of two places where, where the Jewish people end up. They were killed or they left. Right, either they left, and if they didn't leave, if they didn't leave, what happened to them? Well, I thought Hashem killed off anybody in the Makkah during right. So take a look at source number. Of... Take a look at source number six. Source number six is a pasuk earlier on at the beginning part of Shalach. We'll skip five for one second. We'll come back to that. Source number six says the Torah. Vayasev Elokim Esaam Derech Hamibar Yamsuf. Hashem took them around, right? Not the, not the typical way to go right into Eretz but He took them around. They came out chamushim. What does chamushim mean? Look at Rashi in source number seven. Two answers to chamushim. Ask your kids at the table this Friday night. You're going to have, you know, as long as they're old enough for this, for this answer, you're going to get both of these answers, right? Chamushim, they probably won't even give you the first answer. But the, the, the first answer is, chamushim ain chamushim muzuyanim. It means they were armed, right? They had weapons, right? Um, because they went to the midbar, so they end, end, end up having, uh, ended up having uh, weapons. Fine. Ready, ready to go to fight if they had to. They were going to have to fight with the Malik. Right? They were going to have to fight right away. Where did they get okay. weapons from? It never says they took weapons out of it. Hashem told them what to take, and weapons was not one of the things he told them to take. And where would they have slaves that have even gotten weapons from? I mean, it's a good question. They got weapons. That's what we're being told. They got weapons from somewhere. Presumably, presumably they got it from Mitzrayim. I mean, where else are they getting it from? They, they must well, why have... Why does Hashem say? Take uh, gold, take jewelry, and weapons. It doesn't say anything. It just told the gold and the jewelry to build them. It's a good question. Next year, sure, maybe. Where they got the weapons okay. from? I don't know. It's a good question. No, it's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. But clearly we believe they had, they had, uh, they had weapons because they were, they were going to have to fight. Right? Okay. Um, and I, actually, look, look three lines down. Three lines down in that Rashi. Where it's like seven words in umikraze, you see that umikraze lo nichtav ki im lishaberes haozen. The pasuk is there to make your ears perk up. Why shalotitma? You shouldn't be surprised. Mechamas amalek uvmechamas sichon vaog amidyan mehechan hayulehem klei zayin shehikum yisrael b'charv. You're gonna ask, are you fighting with Amalek? Where'd you get weapons from? Right. So the answer is they had them already. Right. That's what they had. So the, you're, you're saying I'll still. I, Jenny's saying, okay, anyways, where did you get it from? <laughs> but he's just saying, by the way, they had him dead. When I mean, they left, they took, they took them with them. Fine. But however, Rashi gives a second answer. Davar acher, different answer. Chamushim echad mechamisha yatsu. One out of five. Left. Varba chalakim mesu bishloches and All right, that one out of five left Mitzrayim. 20% of the Jewish people actually left Mitzrayim. And four-fifths, 80% of Am Yisrael die in Egypt, why specifically during darkness? It's going to look bad for us. Right? If, okay, so, so don't worry. It's a lot of cautious. Like, so what? When darkness is over, the people didn't notice that there were only 20% of the Jewish people left. Right? And another kasha that, 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 that a lot of them fresh masses, what happened to the kids? The children of these people? So, and they explained that the, everyone took children into their homes, according to the measures. They took children in because they were all left. Their parents died. Because um, the kids and the kids, they didn't get killed. They're, 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 they didn't want to leave. So what? They're kids, right? So they're all these little children who had That's to have their hard. parents again. Yeah, it's horrible. So, but the bottom line is, if those who didn't want to go, right, they're the ones who 
who, and again, this, this, the Midrash explains further that it was the people who didn't want to leave, so they were the ones who died during, during darkness. Can I ask you a question? Because I, I don't know where the disconnect happens, but they make such a big deal out of that everybody kept their Jewish name and their dress, and they lived in a separate area. So where did we go from that to only 20% of B'nai Israel merited coming out of Egypt, and their parents deserved to die? Well, we can talk, you know, we could get, we could, go, we could do a whatever, deep but. dive into this topic, but... Presumably, right, and this fits a lot of things we talked about before about the mentality, the slave mentality, wanting to leave, even the Jews who do leave. Ah, oh, it was Geshmak in Mitzrayim. We had, you know, Eretz Zavaz, Chalav, Udvash. It was, right, you said Chazat did that, the Bnei say about Mitzrayim, right? They had, I remember the fish and the watermelons and the cucumbers. It was amazing. Like, what's wrong with you? Right, the answer is, like, we get used to what we get used to. Right, and to leave, don't ask what happened in Europe. Right? When everyone says, time to go, time to go, time to go. And people didn't want to go. They didn't leave. Right? People, even people who were, you know, maybe they were relatively, you know, uh, committed people. But to get up and move their whole families, they weren't willing to do that. I hate to say um, it, but it's happening now. Right? Right, right. Good. Right? <laughs> happens in Bimei Ezra. People don't go back there. It's all happens. Right? All the time. Yeah, but they deserve don't to go. be killed. And, and, and I'm not going to... And Maka Bacharo because they didn't... Not Maka Bacharo, because they didn't have Mot in but one mock earlier. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm not saying like, deserved. I'm not saying deserved. That's what Hashem did. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, you know. But yeah, Hashem, but th- this is his plan. They had to leave. So if you weren't going to leave, you were, you, were not, you were not taken. Fine. But the bottom line is, if that's true, mm-hmm. if the people didn't want to go, what happened to them? They die in Choshech. Right. Mm-hmm. Where is Targum getting this from? And he's not the only one who makes it up. There's What's other that? Midrashim that talk about this idea also. Wanted to leave but then just changed their mind at the last minute, and then it was already after that. But Datan and Aviram, I feel like they were a little, like, important. So, how, well, how do we... Well, well let's, let's back up. They're not, like, so two good. random men. They're not... Well, they, they're not two random men, <laughs> and what ends up happening... So, so let's... So, the Targum Yonasan gives us Datan and Aviram. Fine. So, let's remind ourselves... So, so the, one kasha is... Wait a second. I thought if you didn't want to leave, you died in Chosha. So, how they... Uh, you did one of two things. You didn't, you didn't leave, or you... When the, when the, you went to the midbar, fine. Problem number two. How do we know Dazan Vavirim? By name, not in the midrash. How do we know them by name, ever? The only That's time actually. We see them in the desert. So we, huh. so how do you <laughs> in the desert? Good. Where are they later in the desert? Where do we find them? The midrash puts them everywhere, but <laughs> literally everywhere, which is a, which is a, right, it's a, it's called closed canon approach, the midrash. So that you t- rather than t- whenever you see new people who have no name, you have two choices, right? You can make them random people, or you can do what the Midrash does very often is it brings in the same people. Shifra and Pua. Who's Shifra and Pua? Right. Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel was telling me all day last week. He was like, yeah, Shifra and Pua. They were the ones who were waiting with the baby on the Nile. I'm like, no, that's Yochavet and Miriam, right? But he, he so like, so they so became the same person. Right. That's what right? they're taught. That's what they're taught. Right? So, so and Miriam, so you have Shifra and Pua. Who are they? Random people. Or no, we say... No, we, we always take random people and they become the same people. Mm-hmm. Right, so Dustin Vavir, we're going to find them in the, in the Medrash in many different places. But where do we find them? But that's because we find them in one place by name. The Korach. Korach. So look, look in source number eight. Korach ben Yitzar ben Kahas ben Levi. V'dasan Vaviram ben Eliyav, or Datan Vaviram, whatever you like. V'om ben Pelas ben Eruvain. So doesn't Vaviram, we know, we know what happens to them. They become front and center in the rebellion of Korach and they die. Right? They die when the earth opens up and fire and the whole story, they, they die in that experience. Right? So these are not 
good guys. So they're not good guys. They get somehow saved from Choshech, but somehow they don't go to our, they don't go to the midbar, and they stay hanging out with Paro apparently that he can talk to them, and then somehow they get back into the midbar. Okay, so this is like very complicated, like confusing. What's happening with these guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've good. Them. <laughs> right. We're gonna go this way. <laughs> right. If we're going this way, or you could fine. say when Paro went out to send his soldiers to Bnei Yisrael to kill them, and then they went up crossing the Yamsuf, and theoretically, Dazavir could have gone with them, and then. So let's Bnei answer. Yisrael. So let's answer this part of the question quickly. Right? Source number five: <laughs> the Medrash Seichel Tov, some call it the Medrash Shochar Tov, says like this in source number five: Rabbi Senu Darshu. The Targumansan didn't make it up. It comes from Medrash. They came with Paro when they went into the desert to, 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 to run after the Jewish people. And now they see, boom. They see Kriyas Yamsu. What do they do? They know which side they want to be. No, we'll stay with the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I literally just made up the whole thing. I Midrashic mind, right? So all of a sudden they go. Who's this sound like? By the way, is, 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 we have other stories in Midrashim like this also. You have this also with with um, with Avraham's brother, right? Nachor, right? Uh, sorry, Terah. Uh, yeah, Nachor. Um, that he dies terach aviv. So in the, in the midrash fills in the story what happened. Beur kazdim, he dies beur kazdim. Um, so the, the midrash tells the story of what happened. That 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 uh, what's his name? Nimrod tells Avram, I'm talking the fiery furnace, and and his brother's sitting there, and he's like, I don't know what to do. So he says to himself, Let's see what happens to Avram. If Avram's good, I'm with Avram. If Avram's bad, I'm with I'm you know. So Avram jumps in. And he's fine. He goes. Sent me in. And he gets sent in and he does. Right? So, so the, the problem is that in this case, what happens? They join Am Yisrael. And, they and they're fine. They're and they're fine. And, and they're fine. And Good. So, so, we fi- so the, the, again, the point here, and remind, remind you, my goal here in this conversation is not to talk about necessarily, we're going to see, what actually happened with us and Vavriyam per se. But I want, it's fascinating to watch how Chazal tell us the story of them. Okay? So the Chazal tell us that we, well, the Torah tells us that these are the Korach. These are the people of B'nai Korach. They're bad guys. Well, at least at some point they become bad guys. They do bad stuff. It's only, it's only a year or two in, right, that the story of Korach happens. So these guys at one point, become, and they say nasty things to Moshe. I wouldn't come to you. You want to rip my eyes out. I wouldn't come talk to you when Moshe calls them over. Right? Really not nice guys. Fine. But the, but the Medrash finds Dustin Vaviram not only here, Libnei Yisrael, Dasan Vavirim. We have many other examples in Midrash. Brings Dasan Vavirim. Take a look at source number nine. And we find them right at the beginning. Moshe goes out on the second day. It takes us back to the first meet Moshe Rabbeinu. Two Jews fighting. Right? He says this to the guy who's raising his hand up. What are you beating your friend for? Rashi says, doesn't bother you. Um, and he says, "Hey, Moshe, It's a different story, right? When people left <laughs> yeah. over the man, they weren't supposed to. Medr says, "Doesn't bother you." Right? We, we do the, the midrash does this, right? Brings back over and over the same same bad guys, okay? And and the and Rashi and what does he say? Oh, you're gonna kill me like you kill the Mitzri? Moshe goes, "Oh my gosh, they know, 
right? Some, midrash, some of the Midrashim say actually that it was Dasan's wife who was being attacked by the, by the Mitzri, and he went after the Mitzri, and the Mitzri's beating him up, and that's like part of this whole story. That's like, it's always them. <laughs> so Rashi says, Vaishma Paros's power here is that Moshe had killed the Mitzri. Why? Haim Hil Shunu, I love. Dasan Vaviram, the ones who told Paro about, uh, about Moshe. So they're, they're like, you know, name a bad thing that happens, they're the ones who do it. Okay? So if that's true, though, if that's true, though, there's a big problem in the Midrash. All right, if it's true that um, they're these terrible, horrible guys, and they've been terrible, horrible guys in the beginning. Then why weren't they killed during the Makkah? Yeah, why are they killed during the Choshech? Right, they, they should be gone. Why, why, they, why do they survive to come out to Korach, according to the Midrash? Just, just the Midrash in itself. Right, why do they come out? So there's one other, well, two other Midrashim about these Let people. They did something good. Ah, save them. Take a look. Source number 12. Check this out. Check it out. Here we go. When is this story talking about? This is talking after Moshe comes the first time. Moshe and Aaron, they come to Paro, and what happens? Paro says, No problem. No, you're not leaving, but now you got to do double the work. I'm not giving you any straw. Right? And what happens? They don't, they're not able to keep up. And who gets beaten? Because of this, Shotrei B'nai Yisrael, right? They get beaten up. Um, and says Rashi, Vayikul Shotrei B'nai Yisrael, Hachotrim HaYisraelim. Hayu. Right? The, the, right? The Kapos, whatever, right? They were, these were Jewish police officers, right? Who were, their job was to keep the Jews working. Says Rashi, quoting the Medrash, and they were they had Rachmanis on their friends, on their fellow Jews. And they had to now show up and show how many that they had, you know, how many bricks they had taken care of. And they weren't have didn't have enough. They would punish them. Meaning you didn't push them hard enough. If you really wanted them to make enough, you would have pushed them. Therefore, what? These judges become the Sanhedrin. Which Sanhedrin? And the, and the, and the Ruach HaKodesh, which was on Moshe Rabbeinu, gets placed right at one point. Moshe Rabbeinu is upset much later on when they're in the, mid, in the Midbar and says, I can't do this myself. This is crazy. And Hashem says, no problem. Set up 70 Zikanim and they're going to be the Sanhedrin. Who are they? These guys. They're these people who were the Shodrin. Okay, so these are wonderful people who, who are most nefesh on behalf of Am Yisrael, and they get, they get this reward. Good. Fine. So why am I telling you this? Because there's one last Midrash. Source number 14. So in that same story, after the, the Shochim get beaten up, so if you remember, they, the, 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 um, as Moshe Benin and Aaron are leaving, so what happens? They come back to attack them. They say, what's wrong with you? Why did you do this to us, right? You've, you, 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 totally, you came to, you, you think you're helping us? You're making things worse. Look what you did. Hashem should judge you. Look what you did to us. You made us, literally, you made us smelly. 
in the name in the eyes of Paro. Avadav, going to kill us. You made it worse for us. It's bad enough. Leave us alone. Go away. Why are you making things so difficult for us? So of course, if these people are showing up to attack Moshe and Aaron, <laughs> who are they? <laughs> of course they are. But if Israel, as Moshe as Aaron, says Rashi. I'm waiting for the chashash they did. Shanet, what? I'm waiting for the good deeds they did. Okay, so, ah. It says about them at a different time, they went out standing straight. And so the language, nitzavim, nitzavim, here, and by Korach, so it's, you, it's always, you know, why does the Torah make that comparison? Use the same language to show it was the same people. Good. But who were the people who came, Right? Um, these Vaifkeu es Moshe Basaron, I, I actually, the truth is, I should find it in the, in the text. I didn't bring you that last puzzle. The people who come after them are Shotrim. The people who come after them are these guys. Right? The Torah says that they were Shotrim. So if that's true, right? if it's true that that, that uh, Dustin Vaviram are part of, yes, they're the people who attacked Moshe and Aaron, but that's because what was going to happen to them. They, they were going to take the beating. And they were trying to protect B'nai Israel. Right. And they were speaking up for their they people. They knew it was going to happen. Saying, you're making it harder for us. Right. They knew it was going to happen to them. So, what you start to see is that Dustin Vaviram, with all of the bad that the Midrash makes them, makes them out to be, there's one place the Midrash actually makes them out. Again, they're not good here in this story, but it connects them into which group? The Shotrei B'nai Israel. Okay? We're not the only ones who asked. If that's true, what happened? You know, how could it be that the Midrash has them left off, basically able to hang out in the middle? Right? They didn't leave, but they didn't die. Look at the rush. In source number 16, the rush, although the rush is known much more for his parish, his, his parish on, the, on, the, on, the, on Shas, but he also has a parish on the Torah. And so Rabbeinu Usher, right, he's the father of the tour, right, the tour who puts together the very first you know, collection of of, of halacha, you know, in, uh, in the, 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 the Arbaturim. So his father was the Rush. And the Rush says like this, Yeshish, oh, my shna, shemesu kola reshayim besoch gilmi me'afela, v'dasen vavriyam lamesu. Shai reshayim gemurim. He says, I don't get it. These are terrible guys. Why don't they die? So he gives his answer. Yeshlomar, afepisha hayi reshayim lo nisiyashu minagu'ula. He says, they're bad guys, but they believed that Hashem would save them. Right, they, were, they were bad guys. They did bad stuff. But they had, in the end of the day, they had a Muna that Hashem was going to take care of them. Who were the people who didn't leave Mitzrayim? Well, they didn't have that belief that Hashem was going to take them out. Yeah, Yish is giving up. They didn't give up. Or giving up. Yeah, Yish is to give up. Right? Rabbi Nachman says, yeah. you can't never, Jew never gives up. So they, well, okay, some Jews did. But, he's, <laughs> but he says, they never gave up. But there's one other Peshat also. And this is from Rishul Leib Diskin, the Marvel Diskin. I couldn't find it. I had, I had seen it many years ago. This in, in print, I couldn't find it. And he writes, he asks this question, and he says, well, how could it be? These terrible guys. They get to hang out with Paro in the end? And they get to even join up with Amisra at the end? He says, I'll tell you why. A very simple reason. They sacrificed themselves on behalf of Amisra. They put themselves on the line. They took the, they took the whips. They were whipped. And they were beaten up. For other Jews. Were they good guys? They were not good guys. They did bad stuff. And, they were, and, and the Midrash makes it out to be by like the worst people in the world. 
Right? They're like, they, they're, they're, the Midrash also has them, by the way, by the Miraglim. Everyone's crying. They're the ones who tell everybody, cry more, it's terrible. Right? Find any bad thing that happens in the Torah, Dust and Vavirim are in the middle of it. Right? They leave over the man, they're the people who collect man on Shabbos. Every bad thing that happens, Dust and Vavirim are the ones in the middle. And at the end of the day, they get killed. For real. That's not a Midrash. They get, we know they get killed. So somehow the Midrash has them constantly involved in terrible things, but also sticks it in one place. But by the way, they, they end up somehow hanging out in the middle. They don't get killed in the Choshech. And Shulev Diskin says, I'll tell you why. Because at the end of the day, what the Chazal are, teaching, are trying to drive forward, again, did, did they actually hang out with Paro, Vamra, Paro, Libanese? First of all, it happens to be a much better shot in the text. Amar Paroli Bnei Yisrael. He did spoke to Jewish people about the Jewish people. It's a very clever, right? It works out much better than Al Bnei Yisrael, right? But he says this is exactly what happened. He said they, they were they were bad guys. They caused all kinds of problems for Moshe Rabbeinu, and they caused all kinds of problems for him when they go in. The, the Maral actually says that whenever there are good leaders, there always have to be negative people to like fight them, and it becomes like the, you know, like the whatever you want to call it. The other side that's always there to like to make dif- make things difficult for positive leaders. So and he said, "Compliment to a leader to have you know oppositional." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so uh, so he said that's Maral says that's what Dasan Vaviram are. They become like mystically almost Dasan Vaviram are like the Antagonist. antagonists at all times. There, and they were the two. Them. They were those two were included in the seventy people that were chosen to be. The so he says, "Ah, so so." That's a good question. Did they become part of the Sanhedrin also? Could be. But, but if what he for sure says is that the reason they're spared from dying in Choshech is because, not because that they had a Muna, that's the rush, but because they were willing to sacrifice themselves on behalf of another Jew. And that, 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 that willingness to do that is so powerful that it at least spared them for the moment. Again, in the end of the day, it's, by the way, it's similar to Yishmael. We ask about Yishmael, but we know Yishmael's going to be so terrible, so why does Shem save his life? And what's the answer to that question? That Hashem judges the dinar, the Malach says, Basher Husham, where he is at that moment. At that moment, he was ready to be himself, right? He's ready to be himself. He's ready to be better. He's ready to do more. Okay, so then we leave him alone. Jim says, Look, you guys did bad, and I know what you're going to do going forward. And it's going to affect Klaistral in a negative way. Right? They're going to have a terrible influence on everybody else. But at the end of the day, they did something remarkable. They get payback they get pay for that. They get, they get you know, their, their proper due. For the positive thing they did, I, I think I told a story like this once before that there was a there was a, 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 a yeshiva bacher who was davening at the kotel, and uh, the ger rebbe sees sees the yeshiva guy at the kotel and he goes over to him and he sees him. He's like davening very very you know uh, very intensely, so he says to him, "I want to ask you a question." It's like okay, yeah, if you knew the ger rebbe, but it was a rebbe with a long beard and a you know, he knew he was a hush of a person, so he says to him. What's the greatest praise you can give Hashem? I don't know. He says, the greatest praise you can give Hashem is that Hashem doesn't laugh. What are you talking about? So he didn't explain it to him. So he went later, I guess he knew it was the Gareb, so he went to see his, like, uh, the Rebbe's brother, who was the Pnei Menachem. And he says, like, what's the story here? Every, sto- every Hasidic story starts with the Rebbe saying something and someone else has to give a pshat. <laughs> his son-in-law, his somebody says a pshat. So the Pnei Nachman said to me, he says, I'll tell you, He says, someone comes to you and to borrow $100. Let's make it $1,000. And it comes time to pay back. 
yeah, yeah, I'm going to have it. It's not, just not this week. I'll have it next week. Okay? Come back next week. No, I, my car broke down. I had to be the mechanic. Third time, the guy comes. And he, now he comes back. He says, can I borrow another $1,000? And I'm like, okay, one more time. I'll give you. Time to be back. Oh, yeah, get another story. Third time he comes back, guy comes back to you, can I borrow $1,000? What are you going to say to him? No. no way. Are you kidding me? It's a joke. And you'll probably laugh in his face. Right? Maybe you don't. It's not so nice. But, you, mm. but you're, in your head, you're going to laugh in his face. Are you kidding me? Again? You're back again? Said the Pnei Menachem, that's the Rebbe man. He says, we, as human beings, a person comes back and over and over and over and over, they come back over and over again. He says, we laugh at people. He says, the Yubon Shalom doesn't laugh at us. He came back and he said, I'm trying again. Shem doesn't say. Okay, Kendall, whatever, whatever, whatever you say. No, you came back again. You're ready. You want to try again? Then try again. I'm ready for you. Want to try again? Then try again. Right? And I, I think that's part of the shot in this story. Does it mean that we, that that's what happened? Does some, I don't know who does some really were. Do we know how many of those stories were really them or not them? The Medrash is not there. I don't think this is not clear to say. The Midrash, this is, the Medrash is not there to tell us always factual information. Sometimes it does. Right, but that's not what it's there for. It's not there to teach me factual information. Right? It's there to teach me a lesson. So what's the lesson of Chazam making Dustin Vaviram the bad guy every single time? So it's, a lot of times it's like, I don't know. What, what, what good is it to make them the bad guys every single time? In fact, it's worse. Like, why do you have to pin it on them all the time? And perhaps the answer is because it's going to be one time when the Medrash makes them not the bad guy. And they actually get a payback for something they did right. Even Al-Af that they're the bad guy so many times, the bad guy can sometimes do the right thing. And the Bosham doesn't say, well, I saw all the bad stuff you did, so I'm not interested in your one good thing. The answer is no. Your good thing is your good thing. And your bad thing is your bad things. Right? We talk about this a lot, right? The power of hand. I do bad things and I do good things. And it's complicated. And it's not that simple. And, and, and the Bosham can say, I can, I can see both. I can see that you have both elements to yourself. And maybe, so maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the shot. In, in, in a measure like this, or the multiple majority like this, right? That, that paint them as these horrible guys, but are willing also to paint them in one moment as unique. Which I like also just because it fits better with the puzzle. But you can take it or leave it, but I think it's a very interesting uh, you know, approach to a, to a series of midrashim that are sometimes very challenging to understand why Hazal do that. And maybe this is at least one explanation for uh, wanting to do it. Interesting juxtaposition to this year, like two weeks ago, we talked about Hashem not forgiving. Para. Right? Like it's a totally different... Like, Sometimes taking away free will and saying, you're done. Right, and you can't ever do anything good. Right, so presumably the answer is what? What would be the answer to that? It's a good point. I think Datan and Ethereum are more representative of your kind of typical person that does good and bad and has the opportunity to do chesed and be redeemed, whereas... Paro is like such an outlier who, you know, he didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, that's what I probably say. Right. Paro is seen as so unique, so uniquely evil, has done such hot, like, once in a generation, once in many generations, you know, evil, evil person who's responsible for the death of thousands and thousands of people. There's Dustin Viram who are like everybody else, you know, maybe they're a little, <laughs> we're not just like us, <laughs> but they're like regular people and they, and they do bad stuff. And even, you know, we all know people who do bad stuff. Um, but they can also do good things, you know, and be able to see them for, we don't have, that doesn't mean we ignore the bad. It doesn't mean we don't, you know, people get what they're supposed to get for the things that they do wrong also. 
hear that all but the time. But it can also get both. That guy's such a jerk. We give so much. Support. It's always <laughs> okay. like, so you can have. Know, it's like you can't. Right. Like you have to. I don't know. It's the end. Yeah. Right. It's the end. It's the end. Yeah. Right. And do and do we all not do really wonderful things? Hopefully, and sometimes do things that we're not proud of. We do, and it's a good reminder to kind of. I think better in the positive way, right? I'm not. I'm not my mistakes. I'm not my mistakes. I'm every. I'm. I'm all of myself. Right. Everything that I do. And that's, that continues to be the power band, right? To be able to see both. I can hold both. I can hold my, my mistakes. I do that. But I can also hold my good, you know, and, and celebrate the good also. And because we both understand. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thank you.